0: witchy Witchy and and weird weird podcast. podcast hello witchy and weird i am here with luna today Luna is an astrologer and mystic mentor for spiritual people who desire to manifest a mystical life through astrological teachings, rituals, and an intuitively led life. Luna's methods of supporting her clients consist of creating a conscious soul-led life, blending birth chart astrological mapping, intuition development, learning witchcraft, or embracing their calling to manifest prosperity. Luna's spell that she casts through her work is to support Creatrix witches to rise up and live a confident life where they believe anything is possible. Hello, Luna.
1: Hey, yay, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. I feel like you do like all the really cool things that everyone wants to know about. So I feel like this episode is going to be really cool. Yeah. Um, but first, I wanted to like ask you like, what's your like story? How did you get to this place in your life where you're like, this is what I help people with?
1: Yeah, and um, to be honest, it's a <laughs> an ever evolving process and a ever evolving clarity. I feel like there's there's just so much clarity that I continuously have to tap into and anchor in, uh, especially with there's so much noise out there. But yeah, I feel like. You know, a lot of people they say, Oh, I gotta find out my sole purpose and I gotta figure out what I'm here to do. And, you know, sure, people actually pay me for that. You know, I have people come to me and they they pay me to tell them what they should do with their life. But I do believe that that's that's actually not something we have to find. That's something that's always been inside of us and something that Um, kind of gets more permission we get more permission and we get awakened and we remember so I think like astrology and witchcraft and magic was just always something like that for me it was more like a remembering and a permission but if normal, like situations were permitting, I would just be doing astrology, I would be studying it um, when I found it when I was 12 years old. But I had people around me say that astrology was bullshit. And you know, it's not scientific, so it doesn't make any sense. And my experiences aren't valid. So I was a little bit confused by the way that the world was interpreting my relationship to magic and my relationship to the universe and being alive. But essentially, I just felt like, you know, most little witchy children, I just connected with my sun sign, right? Like I felt like, you know, I don't know where, who I taught it, who taught it to me or what happened. But I remember really resonating with being a Pisces. And that's just all that I knew. And over time, I realized there was more, but I didn't know that being an astrologer was actually a job and something I could do. I, I really had no idea. Um, I had, I thought I I had other plans. I thought I was going to be a a circus artist, a professional circus artist and like selling macrame jewelry on the side of the road. But anyways, yeah, I just, um, I was just going to astrology again and again. And I found astrology on my lunch breaks. Like when I went in high school, when I went to the, the cafe nearby and I was looking through the magazines and I, I was just trying to talk about it with people and long story short, (laughs) I met, um, I met the this li- librarian in my high school, she was actually an astrologer, and I was seeing her after school, and I was just like asking her questions, and at this point, I still thought that astrology was just like the 12 zodiac signs and whatever, and um, life goes on, still kind of studied astrology in, in the background, and um, I was working at homeless shelters in Victoria in Canada, and I basically knew that I was supposed to do astrology when I was, you know, rummaging in the back of the files and I was trying to find people's birthdays. And I was having like a lot of really mystical experiences with the homeless clients. Um, like it was amazing to see that they were actually so open to it. And I felt so connected to them through that. And I was really supporting them like very like through astrology. And I didn't really like tune in that maybe that's like what I am actually just supposed to be doing. And um, I was on the phone with my brother one day and I I called him freaking out about how hard my job was and how dealing with overdoses and the drug scene and violence and just like the things that come with working in shelters. And he said, well, yeah, that's just because you're in, like, he's an Aquarius. And he's like, well, yeah, that's because you're in the the homeless community. You know, you just need to get out of that community and into another one. And I was like, yeah, but I don't I don't really know where I belong or like what I would do. And he's like, why don't you just be an astrologer or whatever? You love that stuff. And I was like, holy shit, like, like I could do that. <laughs> and it was pretty much in that moment that um I decided that this was gonna what I was gonna be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after after I decided that I invested a lot of money that I didn't know I had <laughs> into mentors and and all the things. And here we are today, but yeah like the rest of magic and witchcraft and stuff like that that just came like so naturally like I just you know nobody gave me a tarot deck or anything but Mm I I walked into the store and found the tarot speaking to me and all of a sudden I'm having magical experiences and I was doing ritual without really knowing what it was Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's kind of my my long rant so (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's
0: really cool I yeah I think like a lot of people have similar experiences where it's like they're really drawn to something their whole life this one thing keeps coming back to them they're like super interested in it but then because of like society or whoever we grow up around they don't think like that is an option open to them so it totally makes sense why you're able to like help people with that part too <laughs>
1: Well, you know what's interesting about that is um my sister, who's nineteen years old, she's actually like I definitely am very influential and a big personality, and she was looking for guidance and she was very confused. so I was kind of like pushing astrology a bit on her and I was like, em, like this can help you like i can I can read your chart like this is like why you have like an astrologer sister like we can I can help give you guidance, you know if you really don't know. And long story short, she's now obsessed <laughs> with astrology and I, she's been my apprentice and I've been like teaching her stuff and she just calls me all the time. And, um, we have all these magical experiences together, but then my mom was, I was on the phone with my mom and she's like, you know, I have to tell you, I'm worried about Emily. And I'm like, why? And she's like, well, she's just, she's just copying you. She's just doing what, what you're doing. And I'm like, no, she's actually like, She really loves it. Like, I, she's the one that's studying it and she's the one that's freaking out. And my mom's like, Well, I'm just worried. She's not going to have a stable job. And she really wants to be an astrologer. And I don't know. It's like, she's like, Does she have what you have? And I'm like, What the hell? What the hell is this? Like, why can't we just support her? I was like, Mom, let's just support her and encourage her and until it doesn't work out, you know, or until she changes her mind or whatever. Like, I don't want to just be projecting and fearing and worrying about things when someone comes to you and is like, I'm so passionate about this thing, you know, and she's a Gemini rising. So her big influence is siblings to her personality. And so I'm a freaking sibling. And so anyways, (laughs) yeah, I just like really don't, I just don't really buy into the fact that we're always like worried about things and I just think that like life is actually I don't know if it's in my birth chart I have a lot of oppositions and challenges supposedly in my birth chart but I don't know what it is but when I follow my intuition and when I am in touch with my heart and I say yes to my desires and I help other people do the same thing life is pretty great it's actually not this scary horrible awful thing that happens so I don't know
0: yeah that's awesome (laughs) so how do you like blend together um you said you help people with like intuitive development astrology and witchcraft do you like have like a special way that you like blend all those together or is it more like specific for
1: a client's needs I love this question nobody's asked me this question um yeah well I guess like intuition development does feel a little bit more quote-unquote basic um so you know the basis of living an intuitive life like really comes down to like it's a lifestyle it's not actually just like oh I'm gonna learn how to be intuitive it's when people come into my container I'm like okay we're just gonna squash all your beliefs (laughs) about everything you've ever done in your life and we're just going to now live by your intuition and so that's a big deal for a lot of people and that is the transformation right there and there's a series of steps and all that so if any client wants to work on that I do you know I do do that but I have um, a program or you know a course that people can buy they kind of just get into that world if they're wanting to get introduced um and then usually people will you know they want a birth chart reading they want to go a little bit deeper um you know astrology has that component to it you know there's a lot of intuition that's involved um and then I have a my Academy of Witchcraft or previously known as the Baby Witch Academy. And um, generally people who already are intuitive and they, they they're in touch with their desires. They know they like astrology. They know they like magic, but they just want to be in like a coven of witchy people that are together and learning this stuff and have a guide. Um, so then generally they'll they'll come there. Um and then, you know, it's kind of a what's a whole vibe in there. <laughs> but yeah, I think it really like I have so many tricks up my sleeve, so it really depends what each client is wanting because sometimes people come to me and you know they just want to focus on business and so I do like you know mystical business coaching and stuff and other times people they just want to dive into their birth chart and they want to experience the most incredible life possible and they want to understand who they are and why they're here and just come into their confidence so there's a there's a whole (laughs) people are so multi-dimensional right they have so so many different things but I do find at the end of the day, like the most simple uh, teachings are the most powerful. And I know that it's really cheesy and I have all this like big nerdy brain of knowledge and science and mathematics of the sky and all that. But at the end of the day, it's actually quite simple. And it's really uh, comes down to self-love, comes down to compassion and gentleness comes down to you know your heart and and trusting that and following that and getting rid of anything that doesn't really serve so and I think that's essentially what witchcraft is and what being a witch is right is we're just reclaiming our power and we're reclaiming our magical essence from a system that is broken and a system that has told us that we're that's not a thing so yeah it's just good to remember that we do all these little practices and we have these little jars with our little chili flakes in it and we're doing all this like it's all just to come back to to our power you know and whatever whatever that means for you and it, it's so it's so different for everybody in so many different stages of life and I do find that we have to continuously remind ourselves of our power and come back to that space um, again and again
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah no and I I totally agree with you I teach people like psychic and intuitive development and like it I feel like it is like that black box thing for a lot of people where they're just they don't know what it is they're overwhelmed and really the most like common thing that they just need is to learn how to trust themselves like to learn how to listen to themselves And it feels, like, so simple, like, to say it to people, like, in, like, a TikTok video or something, people are like, what are you talking, like, no, it has to be, like, (laughs) some other thing that needs to be unlocked, some, like, ancient secret spell I have to say or something, you know, and it's like, we, I feel like as humans, we're just, like, overcomplicating a lot of stuff, or we're taught to overcomplicate, and with intuition, it's, like, the opposite of that, (laughs) Mm. so it's really hard to, like, tap into that kind of, like, frequency where you're, like, oh, that Feeling that I got in my body, all I have to do is listen to that instead of like
1: read into it and try and disprove it and do all these other things. Totally. I think it's mostly because we've been taught to not listen to our intuition. And there's been so many situations that happen in our lives that leave us kind of confused. And so when someone says, no, actually, that little voice that you've been ignoring the whole time, like that's actually the one that's guiding you, it's kind of like, wait, what? I have to rewind and rewrite a story that I've been living for 20 plus years. And yeah, like even just like something super basic, like something that came to my mind was, you know, if you're a little kid and you're eating and you're full, you know, and you're actually, you're like, Hey, like mom, like I'm full. I don't want to eat my food anymore. And your mom's like, well, you have to finish it you know and then you're just like but I literally don't want to and she's like well you're going to be wasting the food and did you even respect me because I cooked this dinner and I need you to finish your food and then so you're just eating the food and you're full and you don't want to be eating it so there's like I don't know obviously that's another conversation with like boundaries and actually like knowing yourself and you know you're just a little kid you don't want to be outcasted by mom and by the family and just like right because that's what we think is happening but there is just little things like that or you know oh my god it just makes me think of alcohol like alcohol is the one fucking i don't know if i can swear on this yeah, but yeah. is the is the one substance that you have to explain yourself for why you don't want it versus mm-hmm. why you want it And it's so annoying when people are just like pushing it on you and they just want you to get drunk and they just want to have a good time. And come on, man, it's going to be so fun. And it's like, I literally just don't want this experience. And now I have to explain like why I'm not drinking and I'm like a bad vibe. So I don't know. It is hard to follow your intuition because generally it it can go against what everybody else thinks and so I think that that's why it is hard for people you know when you're teaching people and you're like yeah just trust it you know and they're just like but ah uh, that's like going against what other people think so I generally find that's actually the bigger thing at large is that when you step into the space you're generally going to be different you're going to be weird you might be outcasted for a bit so i think there's this process that people feel uncomfortable by where there's this rebirth of who you are and how you live and i think that's the process that requires a mentor that requires support that requires courses or whatever so that you don't feel like a crazy person right that you're actually like supported and held and through the process um, and I've had to do most of that by myself, <laughs> and I do think that that is a very like I have a very bold personality, but for for most people, um it's really tough and once I found mentorship and all that, like now it's just like, oh okay, it's obvious right that successful people they they hire people or they get support or whatever mm-hmm. so um even if it's unaccessible to you financially, there's always something that can be done um so yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, mm, there's something I was going to say, and I forgot it. It's okay. <laughs> I, I just went on a huge
1: rant, so. <laughs> no,
0: it's fine. Um, So I'm curious, like, this question just popped up in my head um, a little bit ago. So I've seen online with astrology, like, there's a lot of people who will say, like, if you have, like, this placement, then, like, you're, like, psychic. Or if you have, like, this placement, then, like, it leads to the like inclination that you're a witch and I know of course like you can still be psychic you can still be a witch without that placement but like is there certain placements that are like that that people maybe could look to in their chart for like career or purpose because I know you help a lot of people like more specifically with that type of like what do I do with my life type of stuff
1: yeah totally um those are a few different questions but Pluto is kind of considered the planet that would be witchy so people who have Pluto in the first house um people who have Pluto in the eighth house um Pluto in the tenth house you know that's someone who's like doing their career with that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um there's so many different things we could look to Scorpio placements of course that's the witch archetype um that's you know that's what it is (laughs) Um, But also just like water, water signs in general. So lots of water placements, but it really depends what type of witch, right? Because if we're talking about like a green witch, so that's going to be like all the earth placements. So, and that's like super common with witchcraft, but with, um, you know, more divinatory type of witch, it's generally, um, you know, the water, water placements, or um, air placements because air signs are, you know, generally pretty nerdy, and they want to learn about uh, how how the universe is working and how it's interconnected and all that stuff. But then we have like the fire witches, which are more um, about like sexuality and embodiment and who are you and why are you here and what's your what's your purpose. So there is that. Um, I do think that like everybody can be witchy or whatever, and there's different flavors of that. I actually have a quiz. on on my website it's it's coming out it's not out yet but it's um it's called like which witch are you Mm. and it has you can do that and it's a fun thing and whatever when it comes out though but it's not out yet I'm sorry (laughs) but um yeah and then so I would look to the eighth house the eighth house is definitely the quote-unquote witch house again it's ruled by Scorpio um I've seen people who have their South node in there, which is supposed to represent your past life in astrology. And if it's in Scorpio or if it's in the eighth house, or if it's like conjunct Pluto, then people would say, or I would say, I don't know who people are, but I would say that that is definitely like um, someone who, who died as a witch actually in a past life or someone who was like a sex worker or someone who was doing You know, things that were taboo and all this stuff. And I say that to people sometimes I'm like, okay, so like, let's just, we can explore this part of your chart if you're open to it. And um, I say it to them and they're like, holy shit, I've had dreams like that, you know, my whole life. And so there is like an, an affirming thing that happens there. But Also, you know, I would look to the placement of the moon for intuition and how, you know, how the moon is feeling. If the moon doesn't feel safe, then nothing else can really express. So the moon needs to be taken care of and it needs to feel like it's able to be itself. Um, And so if the moon is not embodied, like the other parts of the chart won't really, quote unquote, get activated or whatever, then of course we have transits so you know certain transits in the sky can activate someone to be like oh i want to be a witch like Mm -hmm. i'm actually going to make this real right now um where you know sun venus is going to be in scorpio you know near the end of the month and it's going to be new moon in scorpio and it's just like i'm like there's going to be a bunch of people that are like you know what fuck it i want to try witchcraft or i want to like pull some tarot cards or yeah i've always been into crystals or you know um so there definitely is different timings as well that that can be activated um but there's that and so in, in terms of soul purpose that's a another thing, but you know, there's three houses in astrology that are kind of like the career houses. Mm -hmm. So I can look to certain houses to actually predict or guess what someone is doing with their life. And that's kind of my thing. You know, I can, I can guess like people's careers, or I can guess what they should be doing. Or Mm -hmm. um, so you look to the second house, and what you have in the second house, if you don't have anything in there, Then it'll get activated by transits. But what rules the second house and what planets are in there can indicate like how you make money and how to make more money um, and what you do to make money and how you spend money and all that. And then the sixth house is like what you do day to day as your like your work so like your physical labor around your career Mm -hmm. and then your 10th house is like what you actually do for a living and what it is that people see you as in your sphere and what it is that you do as a job so generally I would like (laughs) look to those placements and kind of just like go like woo and then just see like what's happening but I don't know if that's helpful but it's so person to person and that's the thing is having a birth chart reading or is such a um a mystical experience because it's not really something that can be described because it's literally you it's literally your soul like getting like revived from from the cosmos and it's that's why it's you know even if you can read your own chart like That's, that's amazing. But there's something that happens when you, you know, have your chart read by an astrologer, like when I had my chart read by my teacher, and, you know, he was like, 600 US dollars, and I waited like a whole year to have a reading with him. And Um, It was just like, my heart is just like exploded open. And I was like, okay, this is it. You know, the things that I know in my chart gets like validated by him and then different pieces come together and I can ask any questions. So there really is like, it, it sounds really mystical, but I do find it actually pretty grounded in a way. Um, I know no, most people would never ex- like describe astrology as grounded, but I actually feel like it just helps me make sense of reality and of life. And it just gives me that permission and guidance and a, and a map and a direction. So um, I don't know <laughs> if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, that definitely does. Like I always find
0: it like so interesting. I knew about like the 10th house, but I didn't know about like the second house and the sixth house relating to like what we could be doing for career and things like that um yeah and then like I didn't know the Pluto was related to like witchcraft and things like that too so or the thing about the moon that was really cool too like that feels like such an important thing that I've never maybe it's just I've limited interactions with other astrologers but like Just that simple thing of like knowing like if your moon doesn't feel safe, then it's going to feel really hard for you to do the rest of your to have the rest of your chart like come out and be who you are. I'm like, wow, this makes so much sense. (laughs) I had my moon in like my fourth house, which is like with family and stuff. So I'm like, of course, of course, I had to wait till I got older and I could like distance myself from my family and figure out who I was and like all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's really like, I feel like there's so many, like, um golden nuggets for people in that. That's really awesome.
1: That's good. I'm happy to hear that because sometimes I just go on rants and I don't really know what I've talked about. <laughs> but yeah, like, that. that's the thing with astrology is it's literally a study for life. And I think people who, you know, study astrology, they know that. But it's also... And then there's like people who like know that, you know, like when I look at my chart, I'm literally like getting downloads all the time. And it's not that I, I've been looking at my chart for fricking years, you know, and I still gain new, new information and new insight, or I'll get a reading by another. I'm just like, I love to get readings by astrologers, even though I'm an astrologer, just because like, there's something really affirming about it. I don't know. It's just like a weird thing I like doing, but yeah. And I had like, you know, I have my moon conjunct mars in leo and i um i don't know if you know becca tarnas but she's this famous astrologer daughter of richard tarnas and um and she was at burning man and um i was at burning man and there was like this astrologer's tent and it was my first year and so obviously i'm going to the astrologer's tent and um she she's there and i didn't actually know what she looked like and i didn't know who she was but my intuition was like get a reading with that girl Uh, Cause they were just like casually reading charts, you know, just for fun for like 20 minutes or whatever. And um, I was like, okay, I want to read her. And then I found out it was back in Tarnas and I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, But so she, she took a look at my chart and she said, oh, okay. So I see you have um, your moon and Mars like conjunct in in the same sign and in Leo. And she's like, that's the sign. That's the placement of a dancer. And I literally just broke down crying like instantly. And I was like, holy shit, like, like that's in my chart. And I didn't like, I have such a deep relationship with dance, you know, and I have such a deep relationship with like love and self-acceptance and movement. And I've never had an astrologer say that to me. So there's just like these little things that get picked up. And, um, you know, I even have a better story than I, I, I was, um, so I, um, I was working in the homeless shelters, right? In um before I was doing this. And I was still looking at my chart. I was still studying. And so I have my Sun and Saturn in Pisces in the fourth house. If that's confusing, just picture Sun and Pisces. So I'm a Pisces in the fourth house. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, yeah, just like looking at my chart, whatever. And then I one day I just looked at my chart and I was like, holy shit like I cannot believe that I didn't notice that I freaking have so sun in Pisces like what does that mean so your sun can be um a simple expression of what you're here to do right what your soul purpose is how you're evolving the archetype that you're here to play the character the body that you're embodying every day so in Pisces what does that mean Pisces rules spirituality and intuition and compassion non-judgmental nature and love and all of that because Pisces is blending with source because it's the end of the wheel and blah 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 so what does that mean that also means the shadow side of Pisces is actually substance abuse, mental illness, um, feeling lost and confused and not having a direction. And so I was like, I just knew that as of Pisces or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's my son in Pisces in the fourth house. So the fourth house is the house of home, right? It's the house of your your ancestry, your roots, where you come from, your sense of safety, your relationship to your family, like your your literal home life. So I was working in the homeless shelter with people (laughs) with substance abuse and addiction, find home. Yeah. And I literally was freaking out. (laughs) I was like, how did I not see that? That's like a literal, literal definition of what I could be doing with my life. Mm. And so, you know, obviously there's a whole bunch of different ways that the signs can manifest. And, you know, I could be one of those people that is mentally ill and um, substance abused and in like a shelter, like that's totally a possible manifestation. Right. Or I could be working on the other side of the desk. So anyways, or I could be helping people find home within themselves now, like through magic and mysticism and, and all of that, which is also Pisces and and So I was just freaking out, <laughs> but it's just stuff like that where it's just like actually so specific that you can, you can read it like that like and it just continuously blows my mind like I don't even yeah yeah I've had
0: I had the last astrology reading I had I had like something they explained, like just like one little placement to me and it was like this is like the motivation for why I do like my whole life what the heck like how did you (laughs) this one place yeah it was pretty wild um dang so is there for astrology like is there is there anything that's like your favorite like placement to do with people or like you know something that you're like oh not a lot of people know this but this is like a thing that's really cool or something like that
1: Mm, I have to think about that because that does come up um I don't know I think everybody everybody's so different and it it just like kind of happens in the moment Mm. and we're usually just like freaking out together at kind of like you know like that story I just said it'll be like something specific with that but I really like looking at um yeah people's like witchy placements you know like that's super exciting for me and to see like how that manifests or what they you know just if I give them permission in some type of realm that they're like I was literally wanting to do that my whole life and you Mm -hmm. just told me that I should be doing that and so like that's pretty cool um no it, it is it's very it's very specific I think like chiron is very interesting Mm -hmm. um and just mars in general and aries energy and in in general so those two three things i guess um so you know like with chiron there's an aspect to chiron that is pretty intense and i think people just kind of like brush it off a little bit they're like oh yeah like chiron it's like where i have like pain or like you know wounding it's like that's some deep shit right there. And that's some like serious space for healing. And that is, you don't just like whip out someone's Chiron, you know, you have to like build up the the comfort of the call. You have to build your authority. You have to make them trust you, you know? Mm-hmm. And then eventually you can pull in like, hey, was this like part of your trauma growing up? Did you experience this thing? And let's work through that together. And there's something so validating about hearing that, your life isn't like an accident or there isn't something wrong. Um, you know, I got bullied really, really badly growing up. And I had Chiron in the 11th house, which is the house of friendships and community and tribe and people. And so there's one aspect of Chiron that's like your pain, your trauma. Um, but then there's the the highest expression of Chiron where he's the wounded healer, right? So where he takes his gifts from what he's learned of his trauma and he actually He helps and heals people with it so the highest expression of chiron is actually helping other people with it or even making money from it so if you think about that like i have chiron in the 11th house but i actually create a coven of mystical people to come together that are the outcasts and the weirdos (laughs) so you can you can kind of look and see how that all can play out so chiron's pretty cool i also like talking about mars in people's charts um because mars is the god of war and um yeah there's some parts to mars that people especially modern astrologers especially just people on tiktok um they don't talk about because mars is actually yeah he's um you know if if we're talking about the god of war what does that mean that includes bloodshed murder rape um like violence of all kinds <laughs> um and that we have that inside of us actually and we we carry certain martial energies and i do think it's important to like recognize certain parts of that chart uh, certain parts of that or maybe like why that part of you can't express Mm -hmm. um so there's like that is really interesting which you know a lot of people aren't gonna like go up on social media and just be like yeah mars is like the rapist it's just like not it's like it's like it's a very sensitive subject but it's actually like that's a real energy that's in our world that people don't really talk about um and so obviously you know we can channel that in a much better, better way. But yeah. So I like talking about like sexual primal energy. I like talking about taboo things that people don't talk about. I like giving a lot of permission. Um, I like talking about Chiron and healing wounds. Like there's basically nothing off the table with me and everything um, just like, I want everything to feel safe and I want everything to feel Um, Like it's just an open container to transcend it. And that's the thing that's so amazing about astrology is and also witchcraft and magic is that it's the awareness of what you've been given that creates the transformation. And so that's what's so cool about astrology is that you don't actually have to do anything. You literally just understand the light side and the shadow side of the whole and of you in particular and that allows the transformation so once you have the language of astrology you say oh like that's just my my chiron acting up or like oh my partner has a really active mars and he he's just yelling at me right now because his mars is activated and like that's actually like it's okay it's just part of him or whatever and um yeah i think that that that's just how I understand like people and life and why certain things happen it it makes the world a little bit of a softer place
0: yeah yeah I like that I I I really like the point of view of like just looking at the chart your birth chart is like that's how you are and not feeling like it's good or bad or you need to manage it or change it it's like this just part of me is here and it's being activated right now I, I really like that kind of perspective for it because I have an Aries moon so <laughs> I'm like constantly trying to tell my partner like I'm just gonna get excited for everything and like, <laughs> I, I might just like yell for like in our house I'll just like need to like yell in the cupboard just like just because I need to let it out you know and it's like there's nothing like wrong about it it's just like that's who I am and I feel like that like the self-acceptance that's why I like using like tools like um astrology or like human designer things because it can give people a lot of like self-acceptance like that's just what normally like wants to come out in me or is in me and I shouldn't be like trying to like fit into like whatever societal standard you know it's really freeing
1: totally yeah I love that um that Aries moon delineation of you needing to like scream into the cupboard and stuff that, yeah, that totally makes sense. Because like I said, like Aries is ruled by Mars. So that primal energy that does need to like come out. And so if it doesn't come out in a healthy way, then it can come out in unhealthy ways, just as Pisces rules, you know, um, mental illness and substance Mm -hmm. abuse and all that. Um, There's always the light and dark with everything. And I guess yeah, nothing really phases me anymore um, because I do feel so rooted in this truth that we are all just these archetypes, and there's just something really, yeah, it's almost like relaxing of just knowing that like people behave, like it's not about you or it's not about this or it's not about that. It's like we're all just going through our own experiences, and there's nothing wrong with that, Mm. and it's, it's a lot to digest, but, um, I do feel that deeply. So you talked
0: about, like, transits a little bit, and I want to, like, ask you more about that. I, I've never heard, um, again, I'm probably not, like, the best person to be, like, I've never heard, you know, I'm not an expert in astrology, obviously, but, um, I like that you brought up, like, certain parts can be, like, activated through transits, and I, I'm i kind of aware of, like, when they talk about, like, moons and things like that, where they're, like, for these signs, it's going to feel like that, and for these signs, it's going to feel like that. But I didn't even know, like, it could be, like, so specific how you're saying, like, maybe during this time, you might feel like a witch, like, you're ready to step into that role. Like, is there any, um I know you, like, touched on the Scorpio, like, new moon, but is there transits for, like, the rest of the year that might, like, activate people or...
1: Oh, um, yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so specific to, like, people's charts. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like, yeah, I have this relationship with transits where, like, if you actually follow your transits and you look at them, it's freaking crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. it explains what can happen in your day, what you can expect, um, the type of energy, how you'll feel, like, all of that is happening, because there's the planets that are moving in the sky are hitting your birth chart and so when you were born there's this magical moment that happens where basically you get a snapshot of the universe and that's you and that's supposed to represent what you know you experience and for some reason it's just really accurate as above so below I don't know (laughs) and but the planets are still moving right so and also you have you can imagine basically you're walking around with a little circle above your head or you can actually imagine the constellations and the planets in it and whatever and every time you leave the house or every time you wake up in the morning it's getting activated so if you know me and you right now our charts are being activated they're on top of each other so you bring out a certain thing in me i bring out a certain thing in you and we're either compatible or we're not, and so there is um, there's things that are always happening with every person we meet, every animal we meet, every plant we everything has this astrological energy. And so when I talk about like the energy for everybody, it's not as specific. And to be honest, like when I talk about, I'm gonna be more dedicated to doing transits and stuff on my Instagram like regularly with reels but it's kind of just to give people a taste of astrology and to get into that world and to hope it resonates. But (laughs) what I would say mostly is to track your own transits. Mm. And really, like, there can be some really simple ways to do that. Um, But like getting to know your houses, getting to know, yes, like the moon sign is one of the most basic ones and the easiest ways to get into it. You just download a moon app. Um, You literally just look up like moon astrology or something and it'll come up and you get to know the cycles. If you don't know the different waxing and waning phases, get to know that, get to know the archetypes of astrology. And then if it's like, um, yeah, like a new moon in Scorpio, then you can, you journal about it. So you say, this is how I'm feeling today. This Mm -hmm. is what happened in my day. And then you can see what lines up for you and what um how you feel so I actually know how I'm going to feel on certain days and I'm open to the surprises like I love just like living my life I don't really like to look to that like transits and stuff too much because I do find it can dictate Mm. um my reality so I like to have a bit of mystery but the moon is very reliable um And I think like, that's a really good thing, but yeah, I mean, we're just coming into a bunch of Scorpio season. Right. And so that's also the thing about your birth chart is it's not fully activated all the time. Like it's just not, you know? And so you can see, what is activated at certain times of your life by looking at your transits so you can see like let's say you have a lot of Gemini placements you know when there's a lot of planets that are in Gemini they're going to be hitting a certain part of your chart maybe you have all of your planets in the house of career maybe you have your planets in the house of relationships you know maybe you're going through a big shift with that um but yeah I mean if we're looking at the big picture of astrology like uh I don't feel super optimistic and so I'm hoping to get um yeah to be surprised by what happens with the state of the world but I was known you know in 2020 as the girl who predicted COVID and whatever and it's like I didn't really predict COVID I just predicted (laughs) that shit was gonna hit the fan um economically and something was going to happen and I was just kind of regurgitating what other astrologers were saying because they're more like historians and I don't really have time for that but they are like you know and so I think like moving forward you know we are in an interesting time right now and it's a big time in in evolution of of society as a whole and I think like really getting super rooted in your spiritual practices and really working with money um i'll just give a little hint around that like really creating a lot of safety a lot of excitement a lot of love a lot of gratitude around money um and just just doing your thing (laughs) just doing your thing and moving forward and loving the witchy season you know like loving all of the October vibes and just like fully being in in the present um that's what I'm gonna say because I'm a little bit worried on um more so like Aquarius stuff coming in like I'm more so thinking about like AI and robots and virtual reality um so that's kind of like in the near future Um, but (laughs) anyways (laughs) yeah this is why I'm not good with transits I'm still like trying to figure out like how I want to convey like the certain things that I'm like seeing and I'm like it's so much better when it's just like personally for one person rather than like the state of the world because I'm like you really want to hear what's going on with the state of the world like I don't know if you're ready for it man (laughs) so um, yeah I'm trying to like be optimistic but yeah, I hope that wasn't too dark. No, that's cool.
0: Yeah. I just, I think like the transits, I know a lot of people who start getting into astrology, like they're just learning like the sign, the Zodiac signs. But I find like, I interact with a lot of people who are like, I just woke up feeling really like sad today. Or like, yeah, I just don't want to be perceived today. And like, I feel like people like, they're like trying to figure out why or it's like they always are like why am I not normal like why am I not Mm. my normal self and they're like I don't know like it's it feels like the energy of like them conveying is like they're trying to understand and I feel like it's probably like oh like look at your (laughs) transits like that's probably why you're feeling this way yeah it's so interesting like I feel like a lot of people have like beef with like not feeling okay um I'm like the complete opposite I'm just like whatever I feel shitty today it's fine um (laughs) but like I I think that that could be like really also an affirming thing for people if they like look up oh what's going on in the sky today oh this makes sense you know like this planet is like in this placement for my birth chart oh okay
1: I'm supposed to feel shitty
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: there there is something to astrology like that where yeah, like you said, there's nothing wrong with anything. And so that belief is really intense for people. Um, and I still sometimes, I like, question that. But, you know, what do you mean there's nothing wrong? Of course there's something wrong. You know, like, there's tons of things that are wrong with the world, you know? And so to have this belief that, like, no, there's actually, like, whatever this is, is, like, there's a higher force that is explaining why, you know, we're living this way and like let's just take it down a notch you know we are or take it up like whatever we're floating on a ball in space we're technically aliens right we've just like we're like human beings whatever that is like we're flesh and bone and we happen to have a consciousness and what we we perceive as intelligence and we're just like that we just have a finite time of being on earth and then we don't know and just as we don't know as where we came from, we're gonna go back to that same space of 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 that that womb space you know that that hole that emptiness that that cosmic blackness and um let we're just trying to figure out what the fuck we're doing here, and I think like um actually, it would make sense that there is an explanation for the 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 planets in the sky are what we can see because astrology is actually what we can see mm-hmm. so it's from our point of view on earth versus from space's point of view mm-hmm. which is why astronomers freak out at astrology because they're like it's not accurate and then astrologers are like we know this uh <laughs> we totally know this that none of this is really accurate it's actually symbolic so just like try and wrap your head around that and it's like well i'm like well i'm just gonna try and wrap my head around the fact that i'm freaking human in the first place <laughs> so i don't even you know i just if i could have any answers to my existence like i'll take it you know i'm not gonna be like eh, well that doesn't make any sense to my physical matter of what i believe is real it's like we don't know shit Like we we don't know anything. And to claim that we know everything is hilarious. And there's you know, there's different situations where we are our minds open all the time. And, you know, like I felt like I got taught about death for the first time, like what would actually happen to me when I died, like for the first time, like a few years ago. And, you know, that's a truth that that rings in me and has to do with dreams and astral travel and whatever. And we don't have to go there. But there's just new truths and new realities that we we decide and that we create. And frankly, I just want to live in a magical world. Mm-hmm. So that's the reality that I have decided. And we'll go from there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that you're like, yeah I don't really know what's going on and then it's like all the things that you teach are like the stuff where it's like there's no like backing for science or things like that and you're like these are the things that are gonna help me figure out what's going on like it's so funny to me like the non-scientific non provable things can provide so much more insight and like comfort and permission for us um which is like just blows my mind all the time so
1: yeah I I think so too and I've actually found that the scientific stuff is not as trustworthy actually but I don't know you're just talking about Pisces as well so yes yeah. very
0: I was literally thinking when you were talking like this is a very like Piscean thing to say <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I'm a Scorpio rising as well oh. <laughs> so it's like you know the end of the world it's very Pisces Scorpio I guess yeah but you know that's just what we are we're the we're those archetypes and I think like if we're we're constantly making decisions and stuff so we might as well do it intentionally so yeah yeah
0: (laughs) there's okay there's one other thing that you mentioned earlier that I'd love for you to expand on like you talked about like the shadow side of the signs I feel like I maybe I've heard it like once or twice but like is there a place where people could look that up because I never Mm -hmm you know cuz i think like maybe a lot of the meme uh astrology accounts they post things like that but without sure. saying like this sure, is the sure. shadow side and i feel like probably a lot of people look at it and they're like that's not me or like maybe one part of it but i feel like understanding it in terms of like the shadow side it puts a lot of perspective i feel like i don't know it did for me when you're explaining it
1: that's really interesting and i almost i almost want to make an offering around that like just the shadow <laughs> <laughs> like not even talking about the benefits or the positives or the light side like just your shitty parts I bet you like people would sign up for that they'd be like I want that like tell yes. me this no I'm I I think I will make an offering like that <laughs> or or even just something for free like a freebie or something yeah. it's, I definitely yeah well I think that a lot of people don't want to necessarily be called out on social media um, and so I think that's why a lot of people don't really talk about like hey let me talk about like you when you're at your lowest potential like let's just talk about you when you suck you know like people don't they they go on social media they don't want to they want to feel good right they don't want to be like shit man I'm just called out I gotta work with her um but maybe but yeah so I don't know because I I teach this stuff in in my containers like I and you know definitely when I do readings like I'm not just gonna say like this is just the great parts of you right like it's super important to understand the shadows so that you can you know know when you're behaving in that and that's the thing about the chart is that astrologers say that throughout the life you're going to experience all of the possible manifestations the shadow and the light side at least once in your life Um and so yeah I guess like it's just really about learning the archetypes and really about like, yes, understanding the light sides, but also like, I got a lot of my astrology knowledge from people like from, you know, I have Mercury in Aquarius and Venus in Aquarius. I love studying people and I love studying like why they do the things they do and why they behave in a certain way and why some people are weird and why some people are normal. Like I just love all of it. And I think that, Really understanding the archetypes is the shadow and the light side, right? But um, I actually have a ebook. my My website is being redone, um, but I have an ebook. It's like super low cost, and it's just like a foundations to astrology, and it's how to read uh, your birth chart and stuff like that. So if you want that, send me a DM like personally on Instagram, and I will send it to you. Depending on when this comes out and when my website gets updated and stuff but yeah send me a dm and i can send it to you because it's really amazing it has the light and the shadow things it has everything there but yeah i think just like most good astrology courses and stuff should teach that um and the thing is is like i don't really trust reading astrology online like my sister you know that my 19 year old apprentice she was She's been looking, uh, like learning astrology from, from Google. And I'm like, my love, that's not, it's not the way you got to get a book, you know, you got to read all the books because it's just not like a reliable source. And there's like so much clickbait and there's, I don't know, like there was like a girl who had me on the podcast on, on a podcast. Um, and she was like, okay, so tell me what's the worst sign to date. And I was like, oh, I was just like, no, I can't do this type of language, you know? <laughs> so yeah, there's just like stuff like that, that you have to be careful of. Um, but yeah, I'm like, we could do a whole freaking episode on that. Like That'd I could just talk cool. about that forever, <laughs> like the shadow sides of, of yeah. each sign. But so, with all shadow sides of, you know, the astrological signs, it's just... just important to know the signs and to know that that part of you like is is there and can be activated it's not that the shadow parts ever really go away it's that we learn how to manage them Um, i'll give an example so you know let's say you have a leo moon so that's a fire moon Um, the positive manifestation of a leo moon would be Someone who's really warm and really fun and really dramatic and wants to be seen and performing and is fun and playful and really is like affectionate and wants a lot of attention and love and just purely living from the heart. But then the shadow side of a Leo moon would be like seeking external validation or feeling really, really emotional when not feeling like you're good enough or um you know getting really sensitive by other people's amazing talents and qualities or you know just being like hey am i amazing do you love me enough like is this okay like and so the moon would be seeking safety or seeking that validation um and that can get triggered at different times so each of the signs and each of the planets has this quote unquote, positive or negative association. And I don't really like to say it like that. That's why I say shadow and light. But even that it's just it's just part of it, right? There's just nobody that is just fully, highly activated and happy and great the whole time. Like we're human beings with a complex series of emotions and experiences. And so, yeah, you know, we kind of just once you have the language, you can just understand like, what's the highest expression of this placement. And I think like the simple answer to your question is studying astrology <laughs> um, from someone who's credible and someone who who really knows and reading books and, you know, um, doing doing the thing. But yeah, I also, I might make like a, maybe yeah. I'll make a reel or maybe I'll do like, yeah, a, par- a series or something on the shadow sides. Cause that's just, fun and different and people don't do that so
0: yeah and like I'm really comfortable like I help people with trauma healing and stuff like I'm very comfortable in those like taboo spaces and stuff so like I I often call people out with my stuff that I post too. like and I'm just like it just needs to be said so like I think it's cool because like I don't look at it as like a bad part but you know like I'm really into human design also and they have like the self and the not self Mm -hmm, themes it's like you know when you're not feeling yourself and when you are and like that is kind of like how I like to think of it like when you're talking about like the shadow sides of the signs and like that makes sense because then I can tell like more when I'm feeling activated or when I'm needing that like care and attention or whatever it is that's like coming out and, and is like asking for that Like I look at it more from like that trauma informed kind of like Mm. point of view, and I think it can be really like eye opening Mm, for people to see like, oh, I do like with this one person, I always start acting like this with them, you know. Then you can start okay. So let me unpack that. Why is this happening? Because I feel like for my moon, I definitely the Aries moon. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where like. I'll be in the argument and I'm like, oh God, I'm just like going so hard for no reason. Like I don't need to do this. <laughs> like, oh my but God. But like the Aries in me is like, you gotta argue and you gotta win. And like, and I'm just like, there's I'm in the middle of the argument. I'm like, this is a bit like much. I don't need to do this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I think like stuff like that would be cool to know because then you can start like like recognizing yourself and how you're acting and like when these patterns are playing out and like it can probably potentially reveal like where healing needs to be or where we need to be like more compassionate with ourselves or all those things.
1: Totally, yeah. totally. I'll I'll send you over when I make that, that thing, um, I'll send it over to you so you can dive into your shadows. Yeah. That sounds very moon and fourth house of you also that you have this uh, trauma perspective, right? Because, um, the fourth house is all around safety too. And that's how you help people in that space. So totally makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think I forgot what it was.
0: I have like my Libra, I think it's in my fifth house or something. So like injustice is like a really big thing for me too. So
1: What's yeah. your sun sign? Cancer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. also
0: zero degrees cancer, so I'm oh, like, okay, yeah, it, yeah, it gets pretty, uh,
1: <laughs> well, that, that's, that's nice, though, and, um, I love cancer, and you, you actually look, um, so cancers, they, they look like the moon, right, so you have a really round face, yeah. Yeah. um, I can tell by cancers because they're, they're very voluptuous and they're round and they they have big eyes and like big, like round lips sometimes. And um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So before we end,
0: um, where can people find you on the internet? How can they work with you? If you have anything coming up, um, feel free to talk about that.
1: Yeah, so the best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm Luna Veronica Mystic. But please, please be careful of all the weird scammers and stuff like that, um especially my new followers. I just feel so bad. It's so awkward. Um but I'll never DM you asking you for a reading. You got to DM me first and um yeah, I have around like 15,000 followers, so that's my account with the highlights and everything. So yeah. Um, and just send me a message, just say, hi, just say that you listen to, um, to us on the witchy and weird podcast. And, um, if you have any questions, you know, you can totally reach out and I have a bunch of different offerings on my website, like courses, you can book a birth chart reading with me. I got the baby witch Academy and all the different things. Um, but for, Things that are coming up, I'm actually going to be hosting a Samhain astrological embodiment ritual with my friend um, Reva Wild, and she's amazing. She's wow, she's (laughs) really special, and she's gonna she's gonna lead us through this like dance embodiment um, sensual practice to connect to our ancestors, and then I'm going to explain um Samhain the you know what Halloween is and that if you want to do a ritual with that on your own and that astrology energy so we're going to take the nerdy stuff and we're going to put it into our bodies basically get out of our head into our bodies um so that's happening on Halloween and if you want access to that you can just DM me and I'll send you a link and I think that's what's coming up yeah I think I think that's all for now I also have a podcast Mm-hmm. Uh, called words are spells. So if you like my rants, you know there's lots more where that came <laughs> from, and I think that's it. Yeah, awesome. I feel I'm okay. I wanted to
0: ask this because you brought up you brought up in I know, like, there's the whole
1: thing about like the veil getting thinner. Is there mm-hmm. like
0: astrological like support for that? The the veil. Oh yeah.
1: Well, there's just gonna be like lots of planets in in Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. just Scorpio energy mainly um which is like the bridge between life and death and transformation and that death and rebirth and that you know connection to the unseen and the taboo and ghosts and spirits like that's just Scorpio um so everybody's like woohoo halloween and I'm like that's me every day bitch <laughs> but no I'm I'm just kidding but um yeah that's that's essentially what it is cuz I was also looking to that um and yeah it's generally there's Scorpio vibes so to keep it simple that makes sense yeah I had
0: like a client like ask me like you're like you're a psychic is this true like the veil is thinner and I was like I I guess like because multiple cultures believe this so it must have totally in it but like I can just open the veil whenever I want because I'm like a psychic <laughs> so to me it doesn't I'm like sure yeah but yeah makes Scorpio well- energy
1: also there's there's a thing in the birth chart with south node which is like past lives so some people actually feel really connected to their past lives they feel really connected to their ancestry like you have your moon in the fourth house and your cancer so that literally rules like past the past right like cancer rules the past and capricorn rules the future so you like you have that awareness of the past and of and your ancestors and what came before you and so you probably like you are just the embodiment of that which for other people could get activated or for other people who have like their south node like their relationship to their past lives or something that happens in their fourth house or something that happens with the moon it could all get activated for them and while other people are like I don't really feel this so again it's very um dependent on archetypes yeah
0: yeah I'm Jewish so like the past is like such a huge like Judaism they're like I'm Jewish too yeah they're like never forget like light your Mm yardside candle for your grandma that past like you I'm named after my you know past relatives like and my north node is in Scorpio so
1: (laughs) there you go there you go yeah I mean well i also grew up like that like with um hearing about the holocaust yeah. and how lucky we are to be alive and yeah there's some deep witch stuff there um as well <laughs> just healing a lot of trauma yep basically. So, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah all right well thank you so much for being here um for taking time out of your schedule to, and I'm like I've, I think it'd be cool to bring you on to do like just the shadow sides like later obviously like but that'd be really cool um yeah thank you so much and until next time everyone goodbye if you love witchy and weird podcasts support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchy and weird slash support you can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!